0: Hello, Claudia and Nicole. I want to play a game. For the last year, you two have been recording extensive summaries of romance after romance, squandering your talent for literary analysis. You are both currently sitting on armed bear traps that are on a timer. Escape Before Saw 10 comes out on September 29th, or your asses will be eaten. Your time begins now. And remember, on the playground of life, there will always be ups and downs. Oh god, I can't lose my ass. It's one of my top ten physical features.
1: Okay, let's stay calm. Think of it as a very convincing escape room. What have we got around us?
0: Uh... We've got a TV on a rolly cart, uh, a remote, oh, a Blu-ray
1: player. Wait, I, I found a Blu-ray collection. Oh my god, Claudia, playground, ups and downs. He wants us to see Saw. Not the game.
0: And welcome to We See Saw, a Saw Rewatch podcast where we see Saw. I'm Claudia.
1: And I'm Nicole.
0: And today we are talking about Saw, the first one uh, from 2004. (laughs)
1: Saw the first.
0: Saw the first. Not to be confused (laughs) with Shrek the third. Directed by James Wan and written by Lee Wano, who, uh, fun fact, also plays Adam in the movie.
1: I literally just discovered that. I read it on the wiki the same time you said it. <laughs> also, fun fact, this is James Wan's feature directorial debut. I did yeah, not know was that. Yeah, this is his first movie. I was thinking about it when I was rewatching the movie, how I don't think I had ever heard of him prior to Saw, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Why don't we talk about our history with Saw here?
1: Ooh, yes.
0: To start off our imprisonment.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I'm a horror girly. I love me some horror. So I remember seeing Saw the year it came out and I absolutely love the first one. I will forever stand by the fact that I think it is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Mm -hmm. But I've only ever seen through the fifth one, maybe the sixth one, but I also don't want to look it up. Until we get to that episode. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You saw the first Saw when it came out? You were like, what, eight?
1: (laughs) Well, I have a sister who's seven years older than me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: So I used to not really be a horror person, basically up until I saw Saw. And (laughs) (laughs) my history with Saw is that I was watching a video, I think by the completionist, about the Saw video game. And he was like, well, Saw hasn't been good since Saw 3, but let's take a look at the game. I was like, is that true? Because I had never seen any of them. and But, you know, I often hear the first couple of a film franchise are usually the best, if that. So I decided to watch every Saw film. <laughs> After that, I was like, I want to move on to other horror franchises. So I watched all of Final Destination, Child's Play, I Know What You Did Last Summer, The Ring. And I started to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but never finished it. But uh, yeah, I'm a a big horror person now. I like horror franchises a lot. I think that they bring weird things to the table.
1: Like I have my favorites Mm -hmm. in terms of horror movies, but I love watching all different kinds of horror. I feel like I've watched every shitty horror movie on Netflix (laughs) and Hulu at this point. I'm just making my way through everything. If I see horror or thriller in the genre, that thing goes on while I work. Like today, I watched two horror movies, I'm always watching them. I've always been a horror girly. I've always loved spooky shit, which is why this did not really phase me when I watched it at like ten years old. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I think I remember you saying at some point that that your parents were like, you've never been phased by anything.
1: Nope. I'm very excited to get into this. This is a good one. Like I said before, like this is definitely one of my personal favorite horror movies. And just like, I feel like objectively, like just one of the greatest of all time. It's set up- One of the most like successful horror franchises of all time too. Like this movie's great.
0: It's a really important film in horror as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, this launched a whole genre basically, or solidified a whole genre, even though I feel like most other films that get lumped in with Saw don't really understand what Saw was about in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because they're all like torture porn that's that's the yeah. the draw to them. And saw eventually starts to get into that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: at the same time, like this original film here is very blood light
1: it really is. I think the most blood we see is the blood surrounding John Creamer lying on the bathroom floor, yeah, yeah, do you think that was even real blood?
0: I don't think so.
1: It's corn syrup.
0: <laughs> it must have been <laughs> like in universe.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean, like specifically (laughs) in-universe. Not like in the real world.
0: (laughs) There was this one time I went as a zombie for Halloween. I didn't have corn syrup, so I used maple syrup for blood. And I went around smelling like paint. all
1: (laughs) Um, I have a story that's like the inverse of that. And I slept over a friend's house once in elementary school and they didn't have maple syrup, but they're like, here's corn syrup. It's like <laughs> the same thing. It was not the same thing. <laughs> so just to get into the plot here, we start with a photographer named Adam who wakes up in a bathtub. His ankle is chained to a pipe. So he wakes up, gets out of the bathtub, across the room is... Oncologist Dr. Lawrence Gordon, who is also chained. Oh, my gosh.
0: What a weird coincidence.
1: I know. Look at us. Chained (laughs) in the same bathroom.
0: I see you're also wearing the same chain. One of us will have to change.
1: So as I previously mentioned, the body of somebody in the bathroom. There's just a body in the bathroom with them lying like face down on the floor. It looks like his head's been like blown off, essentially. Mm -hmm. And they each find a tape in their pockets. Ooh.
0: Ooh, spooky cassette.
1: Oh, oh this, this old technology. <laughs> yeah, put a little Gen Z baby in this movie. What if they don't know how to use the the cassette player?
0: Yeah, they don't know how to use the cassette player. They don't know how to use the flip phone.
1: No, uh, a, a rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: imagine instead of the the flip phone in that box is just a rotary phone
1: oh god <laughs> a telegraph
0: <laughs> dr gordon stop time is up stop i'm going to shoot your wife now stop
1: <laughs> they listen to the tapes using a cassette player found on the dead body's person and so adam the photographer his tape tells him essentially to survive and then Dr. Gordon's tape tells him that he needs to kill Adam by 6 o'clock or both his wife and his daughter will be killed.
0: So Dr. Gordon theorizes that they are currently victims of the Jigsaw Killer. His whole MO is that he sets up these lethal games for his victims to theoretically try to escape from. We see a couple of former victims One, we see this guy who had a suicide attempt and he has to uh, try and get his way through these like interlocking razor wires to the other end of a cage. It's not really clear what his (laughs) what his goal is, in my (laughs) opinion, but it's just kind of escape before three hours is up. Mm -hmm. He eventually dies. Oh, also, fun fact. The guy with the razor wires—he was also in the Pepsi Man video
1: game. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah, he's he's Pepsi for TV game guy.
1: <laughs> what a resume!
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I was one, four, and six, and Pepsi Man. <laughs> then we have another guy who is allegedly faking some sort of ongoing illness for some sort of game. It's pretty ambiguous. And so Jigsaw coats him in a flammable liquid and there's a candle in the center of the room and all around the room there are are like numbers written everywhere and he has to find the code to his door amongst those numbers before he dies, I guess.
1: Yeah, well before the, the candle goes out.
0: Oh, is it too dark in there to see?
1: Yeah, he like only has the candle Which is why it's like especially tricky For him to look look for the code Because he's covered in this flammable shit Mm -hmm. So it's like all one slip up And also the floor is covered in glass Like this guy is really going through it I think the thing is that he has like a poison in his system And I think in the safe Is like the antidote Because I think he's trying to get it out of a safe
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense, yeah Jacell Killer uses poison a fair bit
1: Fair bit, where does he get it from? (laughs)
0: Making his own poison in his spare time.
1: Apparently, in his creepy little warehouse.
0: Yeah. And the one other victim besides the game that we're about to currently see that we get a glimpse of is Amanda, who survived her game.
1: Yep, she's the only survivor thus far of, yes. of Jigsaws.
0: We'll go into the details of her trap later, because I want to talk about it in full once we get through the summary. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, yes.
0: But she says that escaping the trap helped her and got her clean from her drug addiction and gave her a new appreciation of life, which is ultimately what Jigsaw is allegedly trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, Jan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Amanda is the tangible proof that his theory has merit.
1: Five months prior to Dr. Gordon and Adam being stuck in their trap game gordon was actually called in by the police under suspicion of him being jigsaw because at that razor wire crime scene they found a pen light that had his fingerprints on them and also no his name i think even i think so <laughs> yeah it was just very obvious that it was his and so it was oh, planted they questioned him gordon does have an alibi for the evening of like one particular killing, or no, excuse me, it's not a killing, excuse me, one particular <laughs> trap, because as they say, he never outright murders anybody, he gets them to kill themselves.
0: Well, I will say it's rewatching. I thought I initially remembered the police officers investigating it saying that. But no, it's yeah. just Dr. Gordon who says that. Oh, it kind of makes me wonder, are we supposed to at any point think that maybe he could be Jigsaw?
1: I don't think so. I don't think I even like upon watching this the first time, I don't think I ever thought that he could be Jigsaw.
0: Yeah, I think if maybe that was an intention, it isn't done well. Because one Mm -hmm. other thing is that Dr. Gordon in his apartment has this giant like Jigsaw puzzle clock. Oh, yeah.
1: We didn't catch that.
0: So I think that maybe it's supposed to implant the idea that maybe it could be him, except it immediately goes out the window.
1: Yeah. See, I don't think, because they introduce us to the whole penlight thing very early on. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it would have been that obvious.
0: Yeah. Plus, I mean, what are the odds that Jigsaw would uh, put himself in his own trap?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is a question I had watching this, because after they question Gordon and they check out his alibi and it checks out, they're like, hey, can you stick around? Because we have the one survivor here talking about her experience, we want we want you to give it a listen. Is that allowed?
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess if Amanda's lawyers agree to it, because she actually does have a lawyer with her, it seems.
1: Oh, okay. I just think it's, like, so random.
0: It is. I mean, narratively, it's just the excuse for us to hear Amanda's story. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it kind of makes me wonder what Detective Tapp's goal was in showing this, because like, if... Doctor Gordon was Jigsaw, and he saw Amanda being like it was. It was horrible. I had to murder a person, and he saved me. It did me so much good. If I was Jigsaw, I would be like hell yeah, brother. I knew it. <laughs> it wouldn't make me feel like guilty or anything.
1: Yeah, right. It's like all a little pat on the back for me. <laughs> you did it, Queen. Good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good girl. Job.
0: Slay.
1: Yes.
0: A little bit later, in this five-month flashback, Detective Tap is, like, running through the tape that was at Amanda's game. He watches it and notices that there is a gang graffiti tag in the background of a gang that only occupies, like, four blocks of any city USA.
1: <laughs> Gotham?
0: Yeah, God- Gotham. Somewhere terrible. Maybe New Jersey. So... <laughs> <laughs> Atlantic City. (laughs) He also hears very faintly a fire alarm ringing in the distance. So he's like, check any fire alarms in the last two weeks in that area. And it leads them to a particular abandoned mannequin factory warehouse, (laughs) (laughs) which is very odd. No wonder they went out of business. How many mannequins are people ordering like yearly? (laughs) Yeah.
1: what a very specific business to be in
0: yeah they creep into this place uh they decide not to get a warrant tap is like who said anything about a warrant let's just go now
1: whoa which is like
0: whoa renegade
1: he's a loose cannon cop
0: (laughs) so detective tap and detective Singh go to the mannequin factory and there they find jigsaw's little lair and there's a, a dramatic red sheet over several things in the room. <laughs> which is
1: very dramatic.
0: I love Jigsaw's dramatic flair.
1: He's very dramatic. Yeah.
0: They pull off one. There's a diorama of the current game that we're about to watch with Dr. Gordon and Adam. And mm-hmm. uh, is the puppet
1: there? Yes, the puppet is there.
0: Yeah, the puppet is under one sheet. The puppet that was at Amanda's game, Billy. Billy the Puppet.
1: Which, fun fact... James Wan built. That's cool. Like from scratch. It's it's not like a modified doll or anything. It was completely made from scratch.
0: Good for him. It looks good.
1: It's so creepy. It, it's 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 an. She's an icon. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's amazing. Imagine like building a thing with your bare hands, and it becomes such like a notable icon in pop culture. Wild. Yeah.
1: Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And the final thing that they unveil is a guy who is chained to a chair, who I I don't know why he didn't start like screaming sooner as soon as he heard people enter.
1: Who knows?
0: And he has a device strapped to him that looks like it'll put put like regular ass store electric drills into (laughs) his neck, his like behind his ears, perhaps to scramble up his brain.
1: I guess, yeah. Was it his neck or his temples?
0: No, it was lower. It was definitely neck region. Oh, okay. So then Jigsaw dramatically comes home. He comes off his shitty little fright elevator
1: wearing <laughs> his black
0: cloak with the, the red inner lining.
1: I like how he's just wearing this cloak. Yeah. <laughs> like you weren't expecting anyone.
0: Well, I guess he has his guest in the chair.
1: Oh, oh of course.
0: You gotta, you gotta present yourself well if you're having guests over.
1: Yeah, it's also like part of his branding, you know, yeah. just very important <laughs> as an icon. Yeah,
0: trying to make a name for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Jigsaw comes home and they're like, freeze, motherfucker, you're under arrest. And Jigsaw is like, oh, okay, officers, don't worry. I'm definitely gonna surrender, psych. And he like presses a button to start the drills going.
1: Yeah, he's like, you have 20 seconds or yeah. some shit. Before this guy turns into jelly or whatever the hell the trap is supposed to do, <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, don't worry though. The keys are in the box to the lock that will free him. And it's just a ring of like five hundred keys. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say jigsaw has a fun sense of humor,
1: oh, yeah. he's a funny guy that jigsaw. <laughs> it's Detective Tap, who, like, has him at like gunpoint essentially and jigsaw has like this assassin's creed yeah. type of like wrist blade slashes him across the throat and i was like oh my god it's brutal it's brutal and so then detective taps partner detective singh like chases after jigsaw and unfortunately gets caught in one of his traps there's a trip wire that he activates and there's just like shotguns like taped to the ceiling <laughs> that are all activated when he trips this wire And they just blow his brains out.
0: Yeah, it's a very brute force trap.
1: It's aggressive.
0: It's like an actual booby trap.
1: Oh, yeah. Like like an actual booby trap. Yeah.
0: So then I guess Jigsaw gets away at that point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, apparently. (laughs) I
0: guess he just completely vacates the premises. (laughs) We presume that Tap is probably dead, too. I mean, he did get his throat slashed, even though he's walking around afterwards.
1: Real slashed.
0: Pretty damn slashed.
1: Pretty damn slashed. So back to the bathroom. They start picking up on clues. So they hear that in the background of one, of the tape. It's like, okay, you know, follow your heart. And there's a heart like on a toilet tank. So in the toilet tank, at exactly 14 minutes and 24 seconds in, we see a saw.
0: Yay, we Here did it.
1: Podcast over, we did it.
0: <laughs> We've done what you want. Let <laughs> us go.
1: Let us go. We saw the saw. What more do you want from us? (laughs) (laughs) These dinky ass saws, like rusty as hell, four and a half seconds from just like literally disintegrating in someone's hands aren't meant to saw through the chains. Dr. Gordon says they're meant to cut through our feet. (gasps) Uh, Ah, Scary.
0: I feel like those saws could have cut through those chains.
1: More than that, it's like why were they trying on the chain? I would try on like the lock itself or something. That's it a seemed better like it idea. Was thinner, yeah. You know, or it's like, or if I'm sawing at it something, it's just like the chains always have like a little like joint area. Yeah, I would try that. They were just they were just going at it. Well, we can get into that later, though, when we discuss yeah. whether or not we think we'd survive. <laughs> <laughs> so they start like talking and trying to figure out like why exactly they're there and like even how they got there. Dr. Gordon starts talking about his wife and daughter, and he's like, Oh, here I have like a picture of my wallet, and like yeets his wallet over to Adam, who opens it, and instead of seeing this like lovely family photo, sees a picture of Gordon's wife and daughter, like bound and gagged.
0: Honestly, it's a great moment, and oh, yeah. also Susan inside my head saw the the Polaroid that it's taken with folded up, and she was like, "Oh, don't, please, don't fold that."
1: <laughs> She's so That's real. not that how it's me. meant to be stored. <laughs> and on the back of this photograph is a message, which I can't remember exactly what it says, but it's something about like turning off the lights.
0: Yeah, it's uh, X marks the spot. Sometimes you see better with your eyes shut, something like that.
1: Something like that, yeah. But Adam, you know, he doesn't want Gordon to freak out about the fact that his, like, I feel like he was very well intentioned in doing this. Yeah. He's like, oh, the photo's not here. And before he throws a wallet back to Gordon, he slips the photo out. Mm -hmm. And so some time passes. They haven't really gotten any other clues. They don't know what they're doing. Time's running out because there is a clock in the bathroom letting them know what time it is. Yep. And eventually Adam says, hey, like, turn off the lights. So Gordon being near the light switch turns off the lights and they do see an X on the wall, like on a, on a bathroom tile.
0: Adam theorizes it was glow-in-the-dark paint and the lights being on charged it up so now mm-hmm. that the lights are off, they can see it again.
1: Also, during this whole thing... Something gets like tossed and a chunk of mirror breaks off, and they realize that it's a two way mirror or one way mirror.
0: I think the term is two way mirror, but really it's a one way mirror. Yeah. Let me look up what the fucking term is. Two way mirror? Oh, one way mirror, also called two-way mirror.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Or okay. one way glass,
0: half silvered glass, and semi-transparent mirror.
1: So they discover that there's a semi-transparent mirror. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and after they break it even more by like just like throwing shit at it or whatever, they see a camera, so they're being watched. They know they're being watched. Yes. Wild.
0: Jigsaw is a front row seat. Yeah. Which is his M.O. At other crime scenes, they found like peep holes and stuff.
1: A little peeping Tom. Can you imagine just like standing there for a couple hours, for like three hours (laughs) waiting for this dude to walk through razors? (laughs) My ass would be so bored. Get on my phone, play Sudoku, accidentally have like a notification go off, and then they'd know I was there.
0: (laughs) If I was walking through razors and I heard like, bing, I would be like, what the fuck?
1: You just hear like, like Candy Crush. (laughs) because <laughs> he's an I old guy I mean he guy. is in his 50s yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's an older guy of course he plays Candy Crush <laughs> <laughs> the story jumps back and forth in time a couple you know very often it's how it's all set up yeah. so something also worth mentioning is that Dr. Gordon before leaving for the night that he got kidnapped was told by his young daughter that there was a scary man in her room and he's like, okay, sweetie, my little crazy eight-year-old or whatever thinks the boogeyman's here. All right, let me take a look. There's nothing here, sweetie. Don't worry about it. I got to go to work because a little beeper went off. But I'll, I'll read you your favorite bedtime story tomorrow. Okay, bye. We learn that his marriage is a bit strained. Mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't really show a lot of passion anymore. He's very unhappy. He's always busy. Always busy. And he's like, nah, babe, it's okay tries to kiss his wife and she turns her head all dramatically like oh
0: also i gotta say the i i understand the frustration in the marriage and stuff Mm -hmm. but when he's leaving because his beeper went off and he's on call or whatever her reaction of essentially like fine go save someone's life asshole just (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i have a lot of sympathy for dr gordon for some reason because Mm -hmm. it seems like he's working pretty hard and he's he wants to be home more but isn't able
1: to Mm-hmm. Or maybe she thought that he was having an affair. Yeah, maybe. So we learned that he was going to this like seedy motel to meet up with, I guess, one of the med students. Yeah. Yeah. So ooh, weird power dynamic there. But I actually have a question for you. He was very adamant about the fact that he did not cheat on his wife. And he voiced this out loud to Adam. Mm-hmm. Do you think he cheated on his wife or do you think he was thinking about it, invited this girl to the hotel and then ultimately decided not to?
0: I think that's the real story that he was going to, but then chickened out.
1: Yeah, that's what I think so too.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I would have preferred that he was cheating on his wife or not because I guess we want our victims here to be more or less innocent. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it almost feels like a cop out. Mm -hmm. I don't know something about it maybe i'm looking at too much from from a romance novel point of view oh
1: gosh (laughs) i don't know like part of me wants our victims to be guilty to like justify having them in here because it's just like if we have good people in here then it makes it that much worse but like granted like cheating on your wife i don't think is a worth a death sentence (laughs) yeah but it like would i guess justify it a bit more so it's like even crueler if he never actually did anything
0: yeah Exactly.
1: But the second he leaves the house, the scary man pops out from the closet. the the the, the shot also very scary. You just have like a little crack yeah. in the door and you see his eye and he starts talking to the daughter.
0: I would fucking freak.
1: I would freak the fuck out.
0: As a grown ass woman, I would freak.
1: Oh my God, for real. I just think it's like wild that listen. I don't have any kids. Well, I have my cat child, but he he can't say anything. <laughs> but if I were to have a real human child and she were to be like, Oh my god, there's a scary man in my room. I don't give a shit if it's just like a figment of her imagination because she was half asleep or something, I would check every single goddamn corner of that room. Are you kidding yeah, me? What if there exactly. is someone?
0: What if it's Saw?
1: <laughs> what <is laughs> Mr. What if Mr. Saw first name Jig. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I honestly would be like Homer Simpson when, when Lisa's like, I had a bad dream that the boogeyman was there and Homer's like, ah, boogeyman. <laughs> and, like it's a bat and bursts into Bart's room and he's like, Bart, do not be alarmed, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. Like, that would, that be, would me. be me.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because also I feel like if, you know, just, oh my God, me putting on my, my parent hat here, even though I'm not a parent, <laughs> like. I feel like it's fucked up to brush off like your child's concerns and like not take them seriously. So even if it's just for their peace of mind and there's like, we live in a fucking prison, no windows or anything. There's no way anyone could be in here. I would still do it because otherwise, like my child wouldn't think to like ever come to me ever again with their concerns. Exactly. But I just work here. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. You and I share a niece here and I think that if she ever sleeps over either of our places, she is safe. From Boogeyman.
1: Yeah. I'll sleep with a knife under my pillow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> the woman who sleeps with a knife under her pillow is a fool every night but one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so this guy, like, also very creepy because he's, like, under a bedsheet the whole time, too. And he's like, yeah. i your little girl, and, like, snatches her up. <laughs> she screams. Her mother comes running into the room. And she's like, oh, my God. And so he ends up, like, tying and gagging the both of them. So when they find the X on the wall, behind the tile is a little box. In the box is a cell phone, a flip phone, of course. It's 2004. Mm-hmm. Two cigarettes and then like a little note. And the note says something along the lines of shooting him isn't the only way to kill him. Like like cigarette will like poison your blood or some shit. And Gordon deduces that if he were to like dip the cigarette into the blood it contains a poison
0: i don't think we ever talked about the guy in the middle besides the fact that he shot himself
1: oh okay let's talk about the guy in the middle
0: on one of the tapes that they got jigsaw was like you'll notice another victim in this room or whatever when you have that much poison in your blood the only option left is to shoot yourself yeah which i don't know i feel like i would rather just let the poison kill me yeah seems cleaner yeah (laughs) I i wouldn't want to inconvenience my kidnapper
1: Yeah, oh my God, God forbid. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so he deduces that dipping the cigarette into the blood would in turn poison Adam if he were to smoke the cigarette. The phone rings. The phone cannot make any outgoing calls, but it can receive calls, and the phone rings. And it's Adam's wife who is being held hostage right now, and he learns this. And she mentions Adam by name saying that he knows who you are. Like he's known who you were. He knew who you were before all this. Mm -hmm. And like, that's it.
0: Yes. So yeah, Adam tells Dr. Gordon eventually that he does know Dr. Gordon before tonight. In fact, he's been following him for weeks and taking photos of him without Dr. Gordon's knowledge. And in fact, in the, uh, the toilet tank with the saws, were also a bunch of developed photos of him so he just kind of flings those at him and it's just a bunch of really boring shots mostly of of him (laughs) just like walking down the street having some starbucks
1: (laughs) 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 me with my frap
0: (laughs) so gordon's like who is paying you to take these photos of me also he places a live blame on adam and adam's like i have to eat man and he's yeah. paying me $300 a night up front.
1: Richly. Which I would
0: do that. That's oh, that's yeah, a decent sure. living. Yeah. I would also tell him that he needs to pay for film and uh, and development costs. But that's that's also just me.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. He's some black guy with like a scar on his neck.
1: <gasps> and so
0: we learn that the guy who paid Adam to take these photos is Detective Tap who survived but was kicked off the police force and still believes that Dr. Gordon is jigsaw and has been stalking him to get some proof.
1: This man, I mean, like you could see that he was very invested in the Jigsaw case before mm-hmm. because before they discovered the warehouse, he had been like sifting through every single millisecond on this tape. And now he be he's like full on obsessed with the case because he wants to avenge his dead partner. They kicked him off the force because he was probably like unfit to serve because of his yeah. injury. And also because they're like, bruh, you're kind of going off the deep end a little bit. We pan out on, um, like, the room he's in, and he has this big wall full of, like, newspaper articles and, like, information on Dr. Gordon. It's it's very, like, red yarn situation.
0: He also has a frame photo of Sing. He, like, talks to her. He's like, we're going to get him Sing. We got him this time.
1: That's, like, so sad, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He's also been watching the Gordon family this whole time. He is... Like, literally across the street. Yeah, apparently
0: he just lives around there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, also, they have a really nice house. Like, this guy's an oncologist. So, like, how much is TAP paying monthly just to, like, rent out this room and, and, like, stock him, essentially? I
0: have another question about Dr. Gordon's finances.
1: Mm -hmm. During
0: the, the scene where he's being taken into the police station for questioning, He's like, oh, I mean, I can't go today. I've got a bunch of appointments and also my wife has the car. And it's like, your wife has the car? You're an oncologist and you can't afford two cars? I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Maybe they only have one parking space.
1: That could be it. Maybe he's just like really bad at managing his money. So he buys jigsaw (laughs) clocks instead of like taking out a lease (laughs) on a car.
0: (laughs) Drill tweet, food rent, (laughs) jigsaw clocks. someone please help me my my marriage is failing
1: (laughs) so we have that big reveal and we realize that tap has been watching the house the whole time
0: gordon briefly turns off the lights and he like whispers to adam very softly like pretend to die when i give you this cigarette because there were two cigarettes in the box he dips one in the poison and then tosses the other one to adam and so when the lights come back on, he tosses it to Adam and Adam smokes it and he gives the the greatest death performance of all time, where he's like, oh, 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 oh.
1: <laughs> It's very funny. Yeah,
0: it's it's it always gets a laugh out of me.
1: And it's so funny because it's like it happens in an instant. It's like, sir, yeah. I don't think the poison would kick in that fast. <laughs> but what do I know? I just work here. But also a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you were presented with a cigarette that you really wanted, but it had blood on the end of it, would you smoke it? No, not at
0: all. <laughs> I would try and like rip that piece off. Yeah. Even if it's like the filter or whatever, just like, fine, I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm not in this cigarette.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was wild. I'm like, ooh, I would certainly not do that. I'd be like, whose fucking blood is this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no thank you even if it's just corn syrup like that's gross still
0: yeah and so gordon's like i've killed him with the poison like you wanted where's my family and jigsaw like pushes a button and adam gets electrocuted through his chain
1: and it's very and... obvious that he's not dead yeah <laughs> or he's been revived wow wow <laughs> clear <laughs> Uh, when I got CPR and AED certified, they did teach me to put the AED pads on the ankle. Um.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's, that's, that's where it's a major pulse point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also find out that Zep is behind it somehow. How does?
1: I don't actually remember how we learn about that.
0: Yeah. All of a sudden, they just kind of know that it's Zep. Yeah. Apparently, in one of the photos, Zep is just like creeping inside their apartment.
1: Wild, he's just there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So at some point, they realize it's Zep who is an orderly at the hospital where Doctor Gordon works.
1: Yeah. So it's Zep, the orderly, who showed up earlier in the movie, basically in the hospital, being like, "Oh, the the that's just not a patient. That's that's his name's John, and he's a very interesting guy." Yeah. So like, okay, Zep. So so it's Zep
0: for some reason.
1: Yeah. So now we get into the end game here. Time's up now. It's six o'clock.
0: Dr. Gordon's time is up. And I'm sorry, you have to be the one to tell him that you die now.
1: Yeah. and she, So she says, game over. But then she reveals that she's been, she had, she slipped out of her restraints and starts fighting Zep, trying to take the gun from him. And so Dr. Gordon's just hearing, like, screaming and, like, <laughs> wrestling and gunshots in the phone. And he, obvi- and he like, freaks out. Because he thinks that his like family is like being murdered.
0: Honestly, this scene is so funny to me (laughs) for so many reasons, because Carrie Yules just goes so over the top at this point. He just becomes completely unhinged in his performance. Yeah. First of all, I love when the phone rings and he picks it up and is like, is that you, Zep, you bastard? And he hears (laughs) his wife's voice and he's like, Allie? Like the, the 180 of that <laughs> <to> <laughs> always, always makes me laugh. There's a couple of big laugh moments for me and so <laughs> All of a sudden just screaming gunshots and Lawrence It's like, what the hell is happening? Hello? Hello? <laughs> and his wife briefly manages to get back on the phone. And then there's a second struggle for the gun. Yeah. Which this time Tap, who sees flashes and hears gunshots, Busts into the Gordon's apartment and starts fighting Zep, who then gets into a car and leaves. And Tap gets into a car and they get into a mini car chase that we don't really see. Mm -hmm. And then they wind up at the abandoned bathroom.
1: Yeah, so Zep is there because he needs to kill at least Dr. Gordon, right? I don't think he has to yeah. kill Adam.
0: He might just kill Adam for fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tap tries to stop him, but Zepp ultimately kills him, right?
0: Well, okay, so here's where I bring up the extended Saw canon, because <gasps> technically, if the Saw video games are canon, then Tap doesn't die here. Oh. Tap actually then gets captured and put into his own jigsaw trap, which he canonically escapes and then eventually kills himself.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, that is That's that so is the funny. plot of the Saw video game.
1: I didn't even know there was a Saw video game.
0: Yeah, there are two.
1: Oh. There's Saw
0: and then Saw 2 Flesh and Blood.
1: Oh.
0: Tap cannot overcome his obsession with Jigsaw and eventually commit suicide in his apartment, leaving Jigsaw free to conduct the rest of the tests as shown in the rest of the Jigsaw films, because this game takes place between Saw and Saw 2.
1: That is so fucking sad. Yeah. But from what we see in the movie, we're like, oh shit, he's fucking dead. Oh, right before Zepp shows up though, Dr. Gordon in his like frenzy and panic starts fucking sawing off his foot.
0: Yeah, because the phone is like slightly out of his reach now. I I forget how that happened. I think he's like
1: throwing a tantrum or something and he like throws it.
0: Okay so it starts ringing again because his wife is safe now they're in like the neighbor's apartment the incredibly nice neighbors
1: for real
0: every time i watch this movie i'm like oh the neighbors are so nice like (laughs) like the the mother and daughter are like comforting dr gordon's daughter and the husband's like have you gotten through to him like keep calling i've called the police already yeah. Just like this one scene. Let me let me look up on IMDb who the who um plays this family. Please continue.
1: In his frenzy, he's like sawn off his foot and he grabs the gun that's lying next to the body on the ground and he's like, I'm sorry I have to do this for my family, and shoots Adam in like the yeah. stomach or something and he goes down. In the shoulder. Oh his shoulder, thank you. Yeah. Zepp shows up and you know, there's like a big old fight. Zep is like, I mean, he's like, I have to kill you. It's, it's the rules. And then Adam springs up still alive and like wrestles Zep and like bashes his head in with the lid of like the toilet tank. It's fucking brutal. Yeah,
0: he really fucking gets him.
1: Gort- what happens to Gordon at this point? Like he's able to get out, right?
0: Yeah, he like half kisses Adam. Well, he doesn't really kiss Adam, but he like presses his forehead and he's like, I'm going to go get help. And I was like, "Please don't leave me." And he's like, "I'm coming right back."
1: He his his complexion is yeah. like that of a ream of printing paper. <laughs> <laughs> Man this is so pale.
0: Yeah, W. B. Gordon wishes they could <laughs> get a, a paper as white as Doctor Gordon looks. <laughs> also, that family is uncredited. It seems.
1: Well, they were the best part of the movie, so
0: it's justice true. for them. If you were in this movie and you were that family, please reach out to us. We would like to interview you for five minutes.
1: (laughs) Yes, please. Thank you. So Gordon like drags himself out of the room and Adam's like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I going to do?
0: Adam is like checking through Zep's pockets to see if Zep has a key. Oh, yeah. Instead, what he finds is another mini cassette tape. And the tape is like, hello, Zep. You have a slow-acting poison in your system, and only I have the antidote. Will you kill a mother and daughter to save yourself? So Zepp was actually, his task was just to kind of be Jigsaw for the day.
1: Mm-hmm. little RP.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little, little RP. And Jigsaw is actually the body on the floor. He was alive uh. and just kind of watching the game the whole time. He had the best front row seat ever ever
1: except he was only looking in one direction
0: yeah with his eyes closed he has to like kind of peel his eyes open
1: yeah he has like this like fake skin shit like over his head but also made up like the gunshot wound and stuff yeah wild and so he's like there's a key in the bathtub and then starts to walk out he turns off the lights in the bathroom adam's screaming no no because he remembers that when he woke up He pulled the plug in the bathtub and the key went down the drain. Yep. And then Jigsaw says, game over and shuts the door. And the movie ends with us just hearing Adam screaming.
0: Adam screaming over the craze for so long is so good. It's such a harrowing way to end the movie.
1: For real. So I want to get into some fun facts that I discovered.
0: Mm-hmm. There are also some plot details I want to discuss.
1: Okay, let's do that then.
0: Okay, so I gotta say, the legacy of Saw is like these, the gruesome traps. But as we said, this movie is very bloodlight, And also, this movie is just an escape room. Yeah. I mean, the point is for Dr. Gordon to shoot Adam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But also, like, the little, like, hidden clues and things. And, like, it's kind of a fun little adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it.
1: <laughs> we can get into that in a bit, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, I gotta ask what Zepp gets out of being a weirdo to them. He has the stethoscope. And mm-hmm. first of all, the daughter's got got a fucking heart rate of a runner. Like, uh-huh. she, like, even panicked, her heart rate is, like, 60 BPM. <laughs> <laughs> until he like directly points a gun at her and she starts really freaking out and even then it doesn't even get up to 120 I think no but also like what why I know that it's just because we're supposed to think that he's Jigsaw but now thinking about it post-movie what does Zepp get out of this is he just Maybe a he's weirdo he's just
1: a fucking weirdo yeah
0: <laughs> also I did kind of find it funny after he like takes the daughter off the phone he like gives her a little kiss on the head <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was fucking weird.
0: I also gotta say, I love this movie. The end of this movie kind of goes insane. Yes. It's like a very slow, like, psychological drama, basically. And then the last, like, 20 minutes are all, like, gunshots, sped up footage, and, like, screaming, and just everything happens so much at the end of this movie. <laughs> also, now I got I gotta talk about John here. So John Kramer is Jigsaw. John Kramer is the patient we see... When Dr. Gordon is like, you know, brought to the police station for questioning, he is teaching some med students and John is, I think, asleep in the bed and he's talking to his students and he's like, the patient had intestinal cancer that uh, metastasized and Zep walks by and he's like, his name is John Doctor, he's a very interesting person. And Dr. Gordon's like, yes, thank you, Zep. You see, our orderlies have a very special bond with our patients and I think what we're supposed to get out of it is it's like dehumanizing to John that's the idea right
1: yeah I guess so
0: am I crazy in not thinking that's dehumanizing
1: I don't think so because it's just like I mean I, I don't know like this is a teaching moment you know
0: yeah like one he's asleep mm-hmm. or appears to be asleep yeah and I feel like you can kind of I mean I'm not gonna say you can say whatever but I feel like he can get away with with talking more broadly about this patient while he's asleep. Two, I don't feel like in normal conversation you would say, like, John did this, John did this, John did this. I feel like maybe off camera, I- I'm just making shit up right now, but maybe off camera, Dr. Gordon was like, this, this is John Kramer. He's been a patient here for X months.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Here's his history. The patient started with intestinal cancer
1: know like for me personally like if i were in that situation like i don't want them know I'm my fucking business like i understand they need to like know about like my diagnosis and like treatment and stuff like that as like it, it's a learning opportunity but like i don't mm-hmm. feel the need to be like introduced to them i'm not their fucking friends like they're learning
0: <laughs> i feel if i was if i was awake in there and stuff i would want i would want to at least be acknowledged that i'm in the room
1: that that yeah if i was awake you know yeah I'd be like what's up guys <laughs> yeah i got cancer
0: At the same time, yeah, I I feel like I don't want to be pointed to and be like, yes, Claudia here has cancer five students. Please take notes. Yeah. Actually, I have been in this situation. Oh. Not with cancer, but I have been in this situation with a psychiatrist. I used to see a psychiatrist who basically every time I was there, because on Wednesdays he would have students with him, I would go into my sessions... And there would be a student there just like observing. Mm -hmm. And the student would say nothing most of the time. And I didn't usually feel dehumanized. I think only one or two times when either this psychiatrist who was a dick to begin with, or the student was being particularly weird. I felt shitty having that person there. But honestly, most of the time having the student there made those appointments more bearable. Mm -hmm. so i don't know what john's about maybe he's more sensitive
1: well he's he's an older guy you know i Mm. feel like the older (laughs) folks tend to find offense to random shit
0: show some respect
1: like my name's fucking john it's like you and everybody else relax
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think that's it nicole what fun facts do you have for us
1: i have some fun facts i think one of the most impressive things is that this movie was filmed in 18 days
0: yeah that's pretty crazy
1: that's pretty crazy i want i i do want to look up the budget for this movie
0: the budget was like 1 million to 1.2 million dollars estimated
1: Wow, which is
0: nothing the room was made for 6 million dollars
1: wow Whew, yeah. that's a couple million dollars too much there buddy
0: <laughs> yeah and that's a whole different conversation you tell tommy was so kidnaps us we can talk about that <laughs>
1: Box office, 103.9 million. So, yeah, this
0: movie fucking printed money.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Wikipedia says it was the most successful horror movie since Scream, 1996.
1: Which, like, very fitting because I love me some Scream and I love me some Saw.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, I feel like those two movies are similar in the sense that I almost feel like they're kind of like pioneers for the genre in a way. Yeah.
0: Scream revived the slasher genre. Yeah. And in a sense, this is kind of a slasher movie mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, yeah. it's a serial killer movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, he, doesn't, he doesn't kill anyone, according to oh, Dr. Yeah, Gordon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's, well, I'm no doctor.
1: I had a question for you. I saw that Saw 2 was approved for production the weekend that this film opened. Do you think they made this first film with the second film in mind? No okay
0: i very much do not think so i'm not even sure that they made saw two with saw three in mind yeah but they clearly made three with four in mind like with more films in mind i think once they got to the third film they were like the studios love us right now Mm -hmm. we're making so much money. these were coming out yearly for like seven years which is also an insane turnaround considering that like it got greenlit the weekend that came out, which means that they only had like a year to make it.
1: Wild. Like, I mean, it's just so funny, like all the little facts. I see how there were no exterior shots in the film because the production team could not afford them. (laughs) Like, Like the two and a half millisecond car chase scene we got, Filmed in the garage of the warehouse by turning off the lights, adding some fog, and shaking the cars while filming from the front.
0: That makes so much sense for how it looks. Yeah. It makes sense why they, like, speed those shots up, too. Mm -hmm. Because they don't want you looking at them for too long. It's
1: like, oh, is that an exit sign I see right there? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 1.2 million dollars really isn't a lot
0: yeah that's a chump change in the film industry
1: yeah because one $1. 1.2 million dollars is not a lot
0: <laughs> yeah a small loan of a million dollars let
1: me just let me fan myself off with my wad of hundreds real quick
0: <laughs> they did such a great job with what little they had
1: oh my god yeah it, it's just it's just so impressive and apparently there's an nc-17 uncut version of this film how Is that something that's like available? Like, I don't know. Yeah, because it was shown at Sundance. The original cut was NC-17. And so they had to cut some stuff out so they could like put it in the theaters.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to be straight with you. I can't imagine what would what they would have to cut for it. Maybe like longer shots of him cutting off his foot.
1: I just found it.
0: You found it.
1: Well, I found what they cut. Not like the oh, scenes, but just the list. Shots cut in the R-rated version, according to directors, included ones of Amanda sifting through the intestines, Paul struggling through the razor wire, and some forensic ones.
0: Okay, so just, just more torture things.
1: I, maybe do I have the unrated version then or something? Because I feel like I did see her sift through intestines.
0: Yeah, I saw her very briefly do that. Yeah. Maybe it's longer?
1: Maybe. And the part with the razor wire... I don't Or maybe I'm just making this shit up because it's easy to imagine, but who knows? I just think this is so impressive for a shoestring budget for James Wan's like feature, like debut as a director. Mm -hmm. It's just so impressive, like how iconic this movie is.
0: Yeah. Can we also talk about how I I love Lee Whannell's performance?
1: Oh my god, yes.
0: I think that he does such a fun job with Adam. Adam is a fun character. I like him a lot.
1: Oh yeah, I love Adam. Poor bastard, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I guess we could like rate the traps now. Yeah, let's
0: talk about the traps.
1: Let's talk about traps, baby. Let's talk about you and me.
0: (laughs) So we have essentially four and a half traps. Okay. So... Razor wire, flammable room, reverse bear trap, bathroom, and then the drill guy. <laughs> Nicole, tell me your thoughts on the razor wire trap.
1: Okay, how are we like rating these on like how like clever we think they are or like I mean
0: I guess general interest. Like, is this an interesting trap? Is this an effective trap?
1: It was very poetic in the sense it's like, oh you cut yourself. I, you know, probably not to die, but for attention, which like is a a whole other fucked up thing to say. Really fucked up thing to say. But if you want to live, you're gonna have to cut yourself multiple times. So it's poetic in that sense, and I guess I appreciate that in a way. Yeah. I honestly don't see how anyone could have survived that.
0: Maybe I need a diagram of what the trap is, yeah. but I still don't understand how the trap works, <laughs> to be honest.
1: It doesn't seem like so much a puzzle like the other ones do as just a mm-hmm. straight up trap.
0: Yeah, like you are just going to die here in Maybe theory. it's just like some
1: Mission Impossible shit where you have to like dodge the lasers and like contort your body in such a way. But even then, it's like, I think that's wild. So- I think that's my second to last favorite. If I had to rank them, yeah. So let's say let's say one through five. Well, I'd say that would be number four for me.
0: Yeah, I would. No, I'm gonna bring that up to number three. Ah, oh. out of five for me. That it's pretty middle of the road, even though I I don't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool
1: mm-hmm. in a
0: Broadway. Yeah. Oh, Broadway. I
1: was gonna um, say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs>
0: I don't know I kind of like it I think it's interesting I like the poetry of it as you mm-hmm. said it's not my favorite it's middle of the road and in the broad sense of the entire franchise it would be pretty low down
1: oh 100% but
0: of what we got it's in the middle
1: yeah flammable room I'm putting that
0: at the lowest to be honest really
1: this one's my middle of the road one
0: Okay, well, maybe not Lois. I'm going to put this below Razor Wire, so this is my f- number four
1: pick. Okay, so our, our ratings are flipped here.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. I think this one is kind of confusing <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. I think that the way that it's shot doesn't show well enough that it's dark and that you can't see the the codes just from, like, from the number pad. I think the broken glass on the ground is, is a lot. I think the flammable liquid and the candle is too much. I think... Mm-hmm. The, like, thousands of combinations. This is a trap. This is, again, a trap that who is going to win this? Yeah. And also, like, it's not just like you're trapped in there or just the risk of catching fire. You also are poisoned.
1: Yeah. There's there is a lot going on.
0: There's too many moving pieces. So yeah. Keep it simple, stupid.
1: Yeah. I'm still gonna keep this in like I, I, I'm like almost tempted to switch my ratings so they match up with yours, mm-hmm. but I think I'll still keep this in middle of the road. Just because mm-hmm. like razor wire was just like one thing. You only have like one way out. Like that's Yeah. There's nothing to do. You know, there's there there are almost too few moving pieces, <laughs> in my opinion. So the flammable room at least there was more hope. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it, it has more puzzle elements rather than just go through this fucking death trap. Sweaty. It's fine. You know. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's there's more of a puzzle element, and so that's what brings it up on the list for me.
0: I get that. Yeah, and who knows? You could get lucky and guess the right one right away. Yeah. So before we get into the two other real traps, drills
1: last the bottom
0: yeah it's not even a trap (laughs)
1: yeah yeah
0: john even says to this guy like you're a guinea pig for something bigger than yourself i have to wonder what his plan was for a future trap involving these shitty drills (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's (laughs) literally like i bought these at like costco (laughs) in the two pack
0: so i don't know when it came out but Perhaps his future plan, he was waiting for it to show up after he ordered it as seen on TV, was to use the awesome auger as uh, sold by Billy Mays. Oh. Yep. Big drill to, to drill to drill into this guy's head.
1: There we go. This is just his little baby prototype. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. <laughs> so before we get into our final two, I also want to give an honorable mention to Shotgun Booby Trap. Kind of
0: beautiful in its simplicity. <laughs>
1: It's almost like very Looney Tunes, (laughs) which is why I think (laughs) it was so fun to me. So shout out to that.
0: I almost want to put that above Razor Wire.
1: We'll we'll include it because it's not really a a trap trap. Yeah,
0: it's not a jigsaw trap. It's just something that is meant to kill you. But
1: if we had to add it into the listing, it would be higher than flammable room for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree.
1: Because it's just fun. (laughs) (laughs) haha <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun it's a booby trap <laughs> involving shotguns all right so our last two here bear trap
0: reverse bear trap is the saw trap for me really this is the most captivating scene in this movie this is what i always think of when i, when I think of this movie it's a brilliantly shot tense scene mm-hmm. the trap itself there are moving pieces here but it is pretty simple overall Mm -hmm. it's you have 15 minutes to get the key out of this guy's stomach and release yourself from this trap otherwise it will just snap your head clean off basically
1: i will say that like yeah when i think of like a saw trap this is like the saw trap i think of yeah but it's still it's my number two still
0: really oh just so the the regular ass bathroom is is the top one
1: yeah and i think just because like i love me a puzzle i've been playing escape rooms since it was a little flash game (laughs) <laughs> on my big ass family computer. Like I love me an escape room and that's why I so like personally like that very much appeals to me.
0: Yeah, I gotta put that on number two. I think mm-hmm. that it's too slow in my opinion. Okay. And it's it's also got kind of a broad well, I guess it has a simple goal, but there's nothing to really force your hand other than I guess your your family is going to get killed if you don't mm-hmm. do it. But even then Dr. Gordon doesn't seem to feel too pressured to do it.
1: Yeah, I think that's just him on him as a character. Like, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, the trap itself is very high stakes because your family's in trouble, mm-hmm. you know, but then there are also, like, very fun puzzle elements to it where it's just, like, follow your heart. Oh, there's a heart on the yeah. tank. See better with your eyes shut. And, like, oh, there's an X marks the spot like on the wall. So I do like how it is more involved.
0: It is very cool. I do like it.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like, I mean, Reverse Bear Trap is iconic, though. It's a second, but it's a close second.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. For me, it's the opposite, but it is also close. Yeah. Also in Reverse Bear Trap, another thing that always, there are three always laughs for me in the movie. It's it's uh, Dr. Gordon screaming and crying as the fight goes on on the phone. Adam dying. And... The fact that Amanda, like, pulls up the guy who's been unknowingly sedated. She's told that he's dead, but he's just been sedated and has to, like, get the key out of his stomach. The fact that she lifts up his shirt and there's, like, a big question mark (laughs) painted on him.
1: Like the Riddler. It's so
0: funny. Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) something about it just tickles me. Like, Jigsaw here really is just, like, you know what would make this kind of fun? Fun and whimsical, and let her know where <laughs> where the uh the key is. <laughs> if I painted a big question mark on this guy,
1: <laughs> it's like I think that's a good clue.
0: I also think the added layer of like I'm going to tell you that he's dead, but at some point you have to realize that he's not actually dead and do it anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not sure you had to go that hard. I think you could have just said like you have to kill this man to save yourself. Yeah. It almost feels like she she gets off a little bit easier. Because, like, she has that excuse initially of, like, it's okay, he's dead. Mm
1: -hmm. Even
0: though it's fucked up. Yeah. So those are our traps for this one. While we're here, Jigsaw's death count here. We have Paul in the razor wire trap. Mark in the flammable trap. The guy Amanda killed. Do we count the guy with the drills? We never find out what happens to him.
1: I'm thinking that he lived because they shot the drills and then Jigsaw had to run away. So he probably didn't come back to finish the job because like the cops came.
0: Okay. So we won't count him as a victim. Zip.
1: Sing. Should we include Tap now?
0: I'm going to say that we can only count somebody as dead when they are shown dead. Okay. We never get confirmation that Tap died. We never get confirmation that Adam died. So we don't count those two.
1: Okay. And we never got confirmation that drill guy died. So okay, that works. Yeah. Okay. So we have Paul, Mark, question mark guy, Zepp Singh.
0: I think that's it.
1: I think, yeah, I think that's it. Okay.
0: So Nicole, do you think you could survive this Saw movie?
1: Uh, if I'm in like the the A plot with bathroom and shit, I absolutely think I could survive.
0: Yeah, you could crush that easily. Oh my
1: goodness. I've been training for this my entire life. <laughs> I'm being so dead ass right now since the age of nine when I discovered or eight, one of those very oh, around the time that I watched the Saw movie, <laughs> I discovered my love of escape games online. I've done a couple of escape rooms. One experience was not that great. They essentially gave us the answers. But the <laughs> other two I've done, I have escaped. And we didn't have to really ask for hints. Mm. And let me tell you, not to toot my own horn, but I was a key player.
0: Ooh, Yeah, I agree. I'm getting out of here. No problem.
1: Also, you really fucking think I'm going to saw my own foot off? Bitch, I will break my bones.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're kind of not walking the same ever again either way. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like, I, I feel I would rather have the foot.
1: Yeah. Or, like, one, I wouldn't have to worry about blood loss, like Dr. Gordon, yeah, who exactly. was, like, 50 shades of pale.
0: <laughs> the other traps I feel I probably would not do as well in.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, definitely. Razor wire, no. Yeah, flammable, no. No. I did wonder, with the glass thing, like, how much glass was there? Like, is it something I could have just like swept my foot across and like kind of brushed it out of the way? I feel like
0: you can probably scoot it out of the way. But maybe you're not thinking as clearly because of the poison.
1: Who knows? I'm also wondering. I'm like, maybe it's just like three inches of glass so you can't actually yeah. push it away. Who who fucking knows? But that was the first thing that came to mind. Reverse bear trap. I honestly cannot say whether or not I think I would survive that.
0: I think I could do it.
1: You think you can do it?
0: I think I could do it.
1: I don't know. I also feel like I wouldn't have struggled in that chair so much like she did.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, the time only starts when she left the chair.
1: Yeah. but c- Because she pulled something and it like... Yeah. Whatever.
0: It had essentially like a hand grenade pin in it.
1: Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't have struggled so much at first. I'd probably cry. and yeah. just sit there crying for a little bit.
0: <laughs> what do you think of the twist? Let's read the twist here.
1: The twist being that John was on the floor the whole time.
0: Yeah, that Zep was also a victim and the real Jigsaw was in the room on the floor and he was John, the cancer patient we briefly saw.
1: That, honestly, I remember, wa- I remember like watching this very, like, a long time ago and this blew my fucking mind. I did not <laughs> expect that, like, dead body to rise up and be like, I'm the game master, bitch.
0: I can't remember how I felt about this twist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like it. I do like the twist in the broad sense, but I think having watched all- like most of the other saw movies mm-hmm. has kind of tainted this twist for me because like yeah of course it's john he's jigsaw yeah like he's the, i know this already but like i think at the time it would probably felt pretty good i remember liking this movie not having a problem with the twist
1: like i'm thinking of this as a standalone movie as i assume it was originally going yeah. to be a standalone movie and i if i saw that shit at the end i'd be like yo this fucking this is crazy like oh my god <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, like, yeah, it gets like kind of more like complicated and convoluted as a series goes on. But like thinking standalone movie, it works so well.
0: It does. It's a well-written film. Yes. Who do we feel deserve to be in the traps the most?
1: Fucking no one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this one was a real innocent group, largely. It's
1: wild to me. Like, okay, let's start with like the bathroom and Zep trap. Zepp, mm-hmm. like, what had he? What had why he done? Why is Zepp here? Why is he here? Zepp
0: was nice to John. Why does he get kidnapped and poisoned?
1: Like, is he is is John just like manipulating him? Like, is he actually poisoned? Oh no, because he was coughing in the in the like brief shots of him. I'm just like he. There was no reason for him to be there. I feel like there was a lot of like collateral damage, and it's just like why? It, yeah. it, it's it's messy. It is. He's mm-hmm.
0: he's. Not the best serial killer. Oh, no. And we have to assume since he apparently tests traps on other people that there are other people he has killed just randomly. Yeah. Like, what did the guy in the drills do? Yeah. It seems his only crime was just having flesh and blood to pierce with drills.
1: Like, if I had to choose somebody who had to be in the trap the most, like overall in the whole movie, probably the flammable room guy who was like faking some kind of illness yeah but also he was like oh you know you say you're sick but you're going around uh it's called an invisible illness John yeah like maybe he's
0: just chronically (laughs) ill or something like dude you have cancer and you you have cancer and you're up and around killing people yeah
1: doing fucking building all these traps and puzzles and shit relax Jonathan
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think who deserves to be here the most is probably Dr. Lawrence
1: That's, yeah, I was like thinking, you know, the the flammable guy, because like, I guess if he's actually well, he's abusing some kind of system, probably. Mm -hmm. But like, tangible evidence that we have seen, I guess Dr. Gordon, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't feel like Adam did much wrong. I think Adam's mainly there. Like, what did Adam do? Honestly, it would have been cleaner if Jigsaw left both of them out of this. Because there is a chance that Dr. Gordon can just go down as Jigsaw if he plants more evidence. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he decided that he didn't want to wait and make the police think that he was Jigsaw. He was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just kidnap him and kill his family.
1: Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it, we ball. Yeah. And I'm wondering because he did tell Adam that the key was in like the tub or whatever. Yeah. Do you think he intended for him to escape? Do you think he intended for like that thing to go down the drain?
0: No, Mm -hmm. because I like to think that John as a trap maker genuinely wants people to escape. Mm -hmm. I think that he is so happy with Amanda escaping. And I think that he wanted Adam to actually be able to leave.
1: Yeah, because I mean, Adam didn't do anything. No. Like at all. So he was probably more of like a tool than anything. Mm-hmm. And it just was really unfortunate because he ended up not being able to escape because a thing went down the drain. Yeah. But obviously Jigsaw's not going to help him because it's just like, bruh, if I get close to you, you're probably going to bash my head in with the <laughs> lid of a toilet like you did Zep.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess so, Dr. Gordon, the most... I'm honestly going to say Zep the least because we don't know what the drill guy did. Yeah. Drill guy is a wild card.
1: Yeah. Zep the least. Because Zep, Zep was like actively nice to him yeah (laughs) so it
0: it just feels like a bigger dick move to do that then
1: when people are nice to me i'm gonna do some shit to them (laughs) (laughs) nice guys finish last slam the door (laughs) (laughs) how useless were the police here
0: Moderately useless.
1: Yeah. I feel like there was potential to be useful, but then, like, mm-hmm. shit went up in flames with the shotgun booby trap. Yeah. And, like, Tap getting kicked off the force and having to go, like, renegade cop. Because if he stayed on the force, he would be able to have, like, backup for all the things he did, you know?
0: Yeah. If he just waited for a warrant, this might have been over.
1: Yeah. Drill guy probably would be dead, but, like, maybe he did something yeah. terrible. Who knows? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to assume that drill guy did something really bad because if he was a prototype for this trap assuming it works he wasn't giving him like a chance to get out yeah so he probably did something totally irredeemable
0: yeah I- i'm willing to think that
1: I- he's the biggest bastard of all <laughs> i'm convinced deserves to be there the most yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah tap got to jigsaw's like hideout yeah and then completely failed
1: like he's a good detective he figured it out but yeah he just he fucked it up
0: but also he completely did not figure it out because even after that he was like clearly it's dr lawrence yeah he figured it up until that point (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i think that's it do you have any final thoughts on saw
1: final thoughts i've said it before i'll say it again Absolutely iconic, objectively one of the greatest horror movies of all time, one of the pioneers of the genre.
0: Could not agree more. It's an important film. It's a good film. Yes. I I really love this movie.
1: And just so impressive on so many levels. I mean, like acting, writing, and I mean, filming in 18 days with a shoestring budget and it's James Wan's directorial debut, essentially, like so impressive on so many levels. Saw 1, you will live on in my heart forever.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, Saw 1.
1: Saw 1. <laughs> oh, so what are we going to do next time?
0: <laughs> well, we're going to stay in this basement, of course. Oh. I guess we got to watch Saw 2 now. Guess so. I won't give away my thoughts on Saw 2 quite yet.
1: Oh my gosh. I already forgot what the movie was about, so I'm excited to re-watch it.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, Nicole, where can the people find you outside of this basement?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, if I ever get Wi-Fi or Surface in here, I'll be tweeting at Sexy SexyPagliacci on Twitter. That's S-E-X-Y-P-A-G-L-I-A-C-C-I, the sad clown.
0: And you can find me at PunkDyke on Twitter. That's P-U-N-K-D-Y-K-E. And I didn't even have to kidnap anyone and chain them to a pipe to get
1: it. But you would have.
0: I would have. I would have, <laughs> 100%. And you can find the show at we See Saw on Twitter. And we don't have a Patreon for this show, but if you want to help us generally, go subscribe to the Three Little Words Patreon. Yeah. The 3LW Podcast on Patreon.
1: We do essentially the exact opposite thing on there and read romance
0: novels. (laughs) Let me tell you, after reading a year's worth of romance novels, I was so excited to watch a horror movie.
1: Oh my god, yeah. It was a nice change of pace to talk about something Mm. different.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And if you want to email us, our email address is playingontheseesaw at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts. Leave a review.
1: Yeah. Tell us whether or not you would survive jigsaw straps yeah. and why. I would. I honestly <laughs> would love to hear what other people have to say. Like, yes, tell me how you think you would like survive this.
0: 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, game over.
1: Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fan fiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off.
0: Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better.
1: And their memeiness.
0: Cal wouldn't be in some small-town pie-eating contest. That's not why he left me.
1: <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus-abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer love on the three little words podcast only on the moonshot
0: network